Are people happy after retirement? Welcome to the 47th episode of our Dream to Rise podcast. This is Cynthia Concordia, your host. You know what? A lot of people keep on asking, should I retire now or not? Will I have enough money during my retirement? And how will I make it last for potentially 30 plus years? That is what everyone wants, right? A happy, less stressed part of life when you are doing what you want, when you want, and how you want. Seems easy. But research shows that sometimes people fail to always make all the correct investments during their lifetime. One can have all the money in the world, but if there is not a sense of fulfillment, retirement is not going to be the picture that everyone looks forward to. So what can be done to improve happiness in retirement? Let us listen to the current phenomenal leader president of the Rotary Club, Pasay Edsa. This is in the Philippines, Antonio Tony Cruz, who will share with us what truly made his retirement the happiest time of his life. Having his time and money freedom what kept him completely interested and engaged? Let's check it out. Hello, welcome, welcome again to our Dream to Rise, uh, our podcast, another episode uh, with our special guest. And uh, hopefully we, you'll be able to stay tuned till the end because he'll be sharing a lot of uh, uh, his story as well as his uh, what he has gone through, he had gone through. So our guest speaker for tonight... I, tonight, today, <laughs> is from Manila, Philippines, actually from the other side of the world, and uh, also from my country, also a Filipino. And I'm so honored to ha- to interview someone who's, uh, who's also a Filipino, my kababayan. <laughs> he is a father of two. His wife is a finance controller. He's a licensed CPA and worked for several companies such as CCIP, Gores, Velayo, and Company. And we call that SGB for short. And uh, he also worked for JACA Group of Companies as Vice President, Financial Controller, and Head of the Internal Audit. And um, he joined PDCP Bank as Controller. BDO Unibank as Accounting, Sales Administration Head and Remedial Management Officer until his retirement. Let's check later what at what age did he retire. And he is currently the now the phenomenal leader president of the Rotary Club of Pasay at Edsa until next year, June 2023. And being the PLP president, he was able to deliver several programs that promotes health and well-being, diversity, inclusion, and belonging, climate change, 
community service and education, especially to whom? To families who are actually below poverty line. So really helping the poor. So this is truly making a difference, being a phenomenal leader. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let us welcome our phenomenal leader, President Antonio Cruz. Hello. Uh, Hello. May I, yeah. may I just call you Tony? <laughs> yes, and may I just call you Cynthia? <laughs> oh, yes, yes. It's too formal in Rotary. Oh. <laughs> it's too formal. PLP, uh, PLP Tony. Yeah. We always call yeah. each other with the title. So yes. now it's just being as friends. Yeah. <laughs> so how are you? I, I'm so honored to have you. Uh, in uh, in my podcast and uh, yeah. and it would I'm sure the listeners will be able to get so much from uh, from your sharing from your insights. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm very honored to have been been invited to your podcast to share my story. Yeah. Hopefully it will not be boring. <laughs> no, no, no. Each, each journey, each story, each our each each one of us, we have our own story to share. And yeah. it might resonate to some of our listeners. And that's the most important thing because we want to share what you have gone through and then yeah. probably inspire them and empower them. What have you done? to rise up again and evolve to uh, to what you what you have become right, right. yes so let's start I, I actually my my first question is if you could I don't know if it's okay with you if you could share yes. your story and tell us something about yourself that brought you or brought you to where you are right now Tony maybe it's my persistence by being good-natured. Actually, I want to please everybody. Well, I'm right not to be bragging about it. Uh, yeah, I started, well, my life revolves around my family, my scholastic years, and my and 38 years of uh, professional experience, as you have enumerated already. Uh, my not the bragging aside. Uh, I'm the first honor with our class from grade one in elementary to fourth year in high school. Great. Uh -huh. So, uh, then uh, I entered college. I want to be a civil engineer, just like my uncle. He's my model, role model, and. I entered college in Mapua in my first semester on that civil engineering course. I failed my physics subject. So you could just imagine. <laughs> well, it's my fault because the all the signs are were there already during my fourth year in high school. I'm really very weak in physics, so but I still insisted. Well, I got away. I I could have I should have failed in the subject, but they cannot afford to fail me because I'll be the valedictorian and I will be eliminated. Uh -huh. So so I pursued civil engineering, but 
right there and there, just in my very first year, ah, semester, I failed that subject. So I did not hesitate. And so after that first semester, I decided and that uh, I will be uh, taking a new course, which is accounting. May, may, uh, I ask, may I ask one question? Because you was civil engineering really your uh, your passion or what you like? Actually, no. No. It's just my it's just because of my uncle. I I adored him. Uh, he is a senior uh, manager in San Miguel Corporation then. So uh, I was very close to him. So yeah, so just like that. But well, one thing very ironic is I took civil engineering and failed and then proceeded to accounting. I now have a daughter who is an accountant mm -hmm. and a son who became what I failed to be, a civil engineer. <laughs> 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 because so, don't like, you think that uh those are signs that uh, I I was uh, I was um I, I just followed my uncle to be a civil engineer I probably usually during our time isn't it we are forced by <clears> the, <throat> our external yeah. factors that yeah yeah that's one me. very clear example uh -huh. and even my son right now He's already a licensed engineer and he admitted to me he also doesn't like civil engineering. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> he was just uh, uh when when he was young, he was fond of looking at those tall buildings being constructed and just well, I I want to be a civil engineer, but now, well, he admitted he really doesn't like the course. So, so I, what what can you say about those things? Because most of the time we are just uh, influenced by our elders, by the society, and probably the income that we will be getting from the yeah. from that profession. And yeah. against against the uh, the passion that we want, and that's what I've uh, I've discovered from the Gen Z. No, the Gen Z. They are more into this is what I want. This is I find my purpose here, something like that. And uh and for us, the baby boomers, we are more into security. Must secure this is more secured in terms of our job, and this will give security to our family and so on. What can you say about that? Because like now you have experienced that as well, but I don't know if accounting is your passion. Was your passion when you took up uh, when you change your? When I took accounting, it's not even my passion. Ah, really? It's my second choice. Uh, I don't know where to go after accounting, so I just pursued it. Um. Well, I'm I'm. Uh, during my collegiate days, uh, I'm just an average accounting student mm -hmm. because, uh, well, it's during the review courses where I really shown. I, I'm among the top performers during our pre-board exam. 
And luckily enough, although I didn't have a place in the board exam, I passed the CPA exam in my first try. Good. So, and during that time, only 20% of the takers passed the exam. So wow. that's already an uh, accomplishment. And then of course. I have that uh, group study, uh, study group during our review where 15 or 16 when SGB offered an entrance uh, offer or uh, examination, uh, 15 of them applied. I did not because according to, according to them, uh, work in SGB is very hard. You don't work. You work 16, 18 hours a day, so I don't like that. But they challenged me. and They told me, oh, you don't want to apply or uh, get the exam because... Maybe you're not going to pass it anyway. So I got challenged and uh -huh. I proceeded to take the exam. It turned out I'm the only one who passed. How oh, really? Oh, see? Yeah. <laughs> so that uh, gave me the entry to the financial world right after taking the board. A week after taking the board exam, I started my job with SGB as a junior auditor and worked there for four and a half years mm -hmm. until I got pirated by one of our big clients, the Jaka Group of Companies, which is owned by the family of Senator Juan Ponce Enrile. Oh, okay. One of our club officers, P.P. Jerry, uh, is my office mate and my boss in Jaka. Ah, really? And we worked together wow. for over 12 years. Oh my, so you, you're really close to each other now? You've worked together? Oh, yeah, he's my compadre. I'm the godfather of his third son. Oh. He happens to be a member, our member, Jed Batallones. Ah, yes, Jed. Uh -huh, yes. So when you joined the account, this, the pursuing your accounting, you've met when did you uh, decide? Because you mentioned to me that you also retired early. And what pushed you to retire early? It's not really an early retirement. Uh, it's just the mandatory retirement age at my uh -huh. last employer, the BDO Unibank. But I was being offered for a two-year extension, which I politely declined because 10 years before that retirement, I already made the decision that my professional career ends at 60. Mm. So I'm an accountant. My wife is an accountant. So we prepared a 10-year a forecast. <laughs> That's how systematic we are. Okay, in 10 years, we will be saving this much. And then we compute our retirement. Even my uh, wife opted for an early retirement, two years after her 60th birthday. So come age 60, we would have achieved modestly that what you call financial independence, where you, you can have a good life without really working. And somewhere along the way, and you, P.P. Jerry Batalores can attest to this, we are a fully depreciated professional. Sorry, I didn't get that. We are a fully depreciated uh -huh. professional. Meaning, dating back to our SGB days, we are not an ordinary employee. So 
you have always been an officer. You could so you could just imagine the day-to-day -day stress that mm. goes with it. Unlike with uh, with an ordinary employee, and there are really along the way. I must admit, uh, there are really ups and downs. Uh, I worked my way up. I joined Jaka as a, an accounting manager and was promoted to vice president. Uh, in six years' time, but it's not really easy. There are two bumps, uh, or what I may call low points during that career. Fortunately for me, whenever I got into trouble, they don't fire me. They just transfer me to another unit. And being transferred to another unit, you get to meet other people, a different environment, and then I flourish again. So how did, and, for initially, when they asked you to be transferred to another department or unit, how did you feel? when? Uh, because uh, I, I'm sure when you are being transferred, there, there's something we would always tell ourselves, what? What was it um, lacking that I was not able to deliver? Something like that. Sometimes we, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh, we, we. It all boils down to not really. It, it's not about an issue of incompetence. It's an issue of being too good to be true, or being too submissive to my superiors. Because I'm a yes man. Uh, I hate confrontation, mm -hmm. and. Well, when you're in the professional world, any small mistake can cost you your job. And during that time, I'm just, I'm just building my family and that financial life lifeline attached to my job is the only means to support my family. So it's really something, uh, it brings you stress or pressure. And but fortunately enough, well, you can always lose your job or your shirt for as long as you don't steal money, your dignity is intact, and you can always uh, get off from there. But uh, being imprisoned by your... I, I, I think it boils down to fear. That's why you're trying to be submissive and you're, you don't want to... Because you don't want confrontation... Uh, your there's something like fear, fear that you'll be judged. There's always and fear. fear that you'll lose your job. Fear. That... Yeah, that is the main. That is the main fear: losing uh -huh. your job. Uh -huh. Because as I mentioned earlier, it it's attached to that financial lifeline. But other than that, I don't fear anything. But well, that one single uh, factor is enough to said the uh, goosebumps to me so <laughs> fortunately enough i i'm i was always be uh, given that opportunity to bounce back and knowing myself and what i can offer i always bounce back so how did you do that bouncing back because i know fear sometimes we have this sleepless night okay what did i do wrong uh, and then i have to move and then i don't want to express my views because of fear that I might lose my job. I know uh, what has been bugging you 
uh, that would impact, uh, I mean, how did you feel? Did you feel like uh, you're depressed or you're stressed out and so on? And then how did you tell yourself that, hey, this is enough, enough is enough and I have to bounce back? How did you? It happened in 1999 after 14 years of service with JAPA. I was offered, uh, they offered me a special retirement. Mm-hmm. Well, way higher than what is our regular retirement. So I, I took it mm-hmm. by the horns, uh, no brainer. Uh, when you are offered special retirement here with the Philippines, it means they want to get rid of you. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. It's either they want to get rid of you or the company is in trouble. Uh-huh. So either way. And during that, during that time, Jack has been uh, not doing very well. So they're trying to reduce their payroll. So. Mm-hmm. May not be because of my performance, but they're really downsizing during that time. So I took it. Well, that the the money that I received should be sufficient. It's equivalent to maybe two or three years of my sal- salary then. Oh, good. So I decided to take a break. In the first three months, I'm okay. I played the stock market. I earned well. But you can see the people around you they're the one being uh, stressed. So they stress. I got stressed also <laughs> because uh-huh. they're, they're already. So it took me five months to find another job. And well, with Jaka, I've been to almost all industries except banking. And that next job that I got is in banking. So I have uh, been to all industries. So that started my career in banking in 1999, all the way until 2019 when I finally retired. Mm-hmm. I so, only have four employers in my entire professional career, SGB, DACA, PDCP Bank, and DDO. Okay. So when you retired uh, at the mandatory age of 60 and you, and you, you know what? It's really, when I retired also from the World Bank, it took me six years to plan it out, strategize, to make sure that you have so enough, and not really more than enough. No, it's just like sufficient to live a simple life. No. Yeah. And uh the that's the we should not be really making a quick decision in terms of I'll just quit and quit. No. But we we should also be uh be uh Conscious enough of what will happen, especially if you have families, you know, to take to take yeah. care of. So it's good that you did that plan. But there is this uh, message that uh, bugs you that, hey, this is now enough because I want to start. I mean, um, the nine to five job. Well, sometimes it's even more than nine to five job, no that requires your attention, that requires your time and energy. Now, when you, I'm sure there was something uh, that that pushes you to 
to take that um, mandatory retirement because you even told me that they even offered you two years extension and you have decided no, not anymore. And uh, what was that? That What was that? Okay, number one. Uh, well, the first question is you worked after graduating in college at age 20. I, I worked, I graduated at the age of 21. I've been working for 39 years, so I don't call it a life if I still continue working. Uh, yeah. uh, because after age 60, you don't expect to live another 60 years, so what do you want to do? Do you want to go again in those daily, st daily stress in work, or, or you want to just rest, uh, reevaluate yourself, what you want to do, and I made the right decision because first and foremost, even my wife, we were both, uh, I retired June 2019, my wife opted for that early retirement, February 2020, and then you have this pandemic all over the world in March of 2020, so, and I have comorbidities that's really a blessing and it's really a right decision all, all along. Especially so, you joining the Rotary Club. Yeah. Uh, I, I was roaming around the world doing nothing when I received that call from TP Angie Batalliones inviting me to attend a Rotary affair. Just to get that feel if I want to join. So, and during that time, that was uh, more uh, more than two months already. I'm really doing nothing. Just I even developed watching Korean novels. <laughs> well, but by, while I continue, uh, well, stock market that is with my cup of tea. So I, I also play the stock market. But when she offered me to join the Rotary, and I attended that first uh, meeting, well, I decided and said to myself that maybe this is my way of paying back. Mm -hmm. So I believe in its principles. So without batting an eyelash, after attending that invitation, I opted to join Rotary Club of Pasay Edsa, and the rest is history. It wasn't easy because I I joined in September, so that was only, and I got I got to participate only in one project, and then here comes the pandemic, and well for two years for two past presidents I I am the treasurer of the club, so that's and then. In 2021, CP Armin de called me, offered me if I want to be president. And well, I accepted it. Uh, I'm I'm one that don't back out of any challenge. So I accepted it. Well, but deep in me, I'm really very pressured, especially with my our two past presidents who ended up as being platinum awardees, so I have a tough act to follow. But, well, that's just part of it. But maybe this is my chance to show my true worth. Mm -hmm. uh, 
all my life I've been a follower. I may have been a vice president, but until you become president, you're always a follower. But when you are a president, you are a leader. And being a leader doesn't mean that you're calling the shots. Being a leader means that you're creating an environment where you get everybody to share their opinions and participate. So that the leader that I want to be. Actually, I could see that. By the way, to our listeners, I'm also a, a Rotarian, <laughs> the yes. Rotary Club Pasay Edsa. And uh, it gives me so much pleasure and joy and fulfillment uh, being with uh, with an organization that provides uh, makes an impact in the in the lives of other people. I am far from the Philippines, but uh, uh, I try to come up with ways and means on how to serve uh, our. Kababayans, our co-Filipinos co there, in through my messages, through my post as a life coach. And actually, this is also one of the reasons why I invited um, Tony, because to share with us what he was able to manifest after retiring. No, he 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 mentioned that there's there's still something missing after he retired, and when he joined the Rotary Club, uh, there is he found that he is no longer a follower. He discovered that he is a leader, not being a leader of hey do this do that, but making sure creating an environment wherein each member of the community of the group are able to share their gifts and talents so that others would benefit, especially those who are the less privileged in the country. And uh, now you have mentioned that I know you have achieved a lot of programs. I think 46 programs of for yes. 46 in span of six months, uh, five months. Five months. And what are the programs which you have achieved? Which well, you community have... development. Uh, we have this uh, project with the abandoned early elderly in Cavite. That's our maiden project. And then uh, we have this uh, out outreach and medical mission in the mountains of Zambales involving more than 200 of our brother Atas. Well, those two main projects, we were supported by our partner, the Fatima University and Medical Center, the owner of which happens to be one of our members, Dr. Dr. Bong Bong Santos. And my classmate. <laughs> ah, yeah, your classmate, yeah. Yes. Uh -huh. Well, it, it can be, then we have this... Uh, medical projects involving uh, sponsoring cataract patients. Uh, I think people well posted the before and after. It, it made me teary-eyed. Mm -hmm. You could just see the faces of those persons before the operation and after the operation. And then we also sponsored an 80-year-old uh, ETA who is supposed to undergo a major uh, surgical procedure involving his femur plate of the 
me. It's really totally broken. So I think any day from now, the operation will proceed. And well, it's really something. And then we also have this once a month feeding mission. Yes. Uh -huh. uh, yeah. <clears throat> and then no? with CPR mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's one of the most talked about projects. Uh, they really love our projects. Uh, these even are the our homeless people, the homeless people in yeah, the... Even uh, our governor, whom I normally update monthly, she said that the last time that the projects of Pasay Edsa are very impactful. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, I, I, and in terms of uh, those, because I, I, I've been with the... Um, I, it's just that uh, I know you have conducted webinars as well for those yeah. to educate uh, children, the and these are the the single moms uh, who, well, during COVID, got laid off, were not able to work, but they still have the responsibility to take care of their children and their families. Yes. And uh, what did you do in the Moms Kita project again? Yeah, we sponsored. We are about to sponsor 20, but we're starting with 10. We, spons we sponsored 10 last year, and we're sponsoring another 10. Mm -hmm. And hopefully we can increase that number. It will start in January. Actually, the trust of our club comes January 2023. We'll focus more on... Uh, youth, uh, youth formation and sustainable livelihood. Mm -hmm. We have this very nice project which is being talked about right now, even by some of my peers. It's the Kaviton ng Pag-asa. So, Again? we donated Kaviton ng Pag-asa. Kaviton ah, is the pushcart. Push yeah, the pushcart. Yeah. We donated one pushcart to a homeless family living in a grassy lot in an underdeveloped area in Pasay. I visited their area. So they're living in a tent. Uh -huh. Their flooring is the ground. There's just a small bed. It's not even a bed. That's uh -huh. where they live. And then they earn their living, earning $4 a day delivering water mm -hmm. using a dilapidated cart. So the one that we gave will definitely double or triple their uh, daily earnings. So mm -hmm. that's just a start. Uh, we also, we already got another commitment for a donation of another cart, cart this January, but well, that's just one. Maybe we can donate sewing machines for the mothers. Mm -hmm. Or maybe other means uh, which can provide livelihood. I think that will be our trust. And then after that, we will be conducting a chess, a six school chess tournament for elementary students, mm -hmm. wherein we intend to invite our, the first grandmaster, Eugene Torre. Hopefully, we can get him as our guest speaker. And then with our, our new member, Coach Manny Ignacio. We will also be conduct, uh, conducting free basketball clinic this time for the high school students in Pasay. It's all about Pasay. Uh, 
when I made that speech during our governor's visit, and that was the third and last of my uh, priorities for this Rotary year, uh, I told them that, well, Pasay is being is something very special to me. I was born in Pasay, raised in Pasay. I lived in Pasay for 40 years, all the significant, mines, uh, significant milestones that occurred in my life happened in Pasay. So I noted before uh, our projects, there are so few involving Pasay, but this time uh, we have this program, not a project, which we call Pasayahin ang mga taga Pasay, meaning making the people of Pasay happy. Yes. So it involves uh, donation to students, not only students, especially the teachers. Uh -huh. uh, when we made that donation to the faculty room uh, of Andres Bonifacio Elementary School, the teachers were so happy because they told us, they thought we only helped the students. So they're very happy that we're also giving importance to the teachers because uh, they're the lifeblood of any school. And then we start trooping to the barangays, the smallest local government unit in the country, wherein we donated peacekeeping equipment, among others. Uh, we would have wanted more, but we're still trying to raise more funds to uh -huh. uh, do more projects. And another so thing, I think it's not only... Because we have our international service committee, you know, it's not only Pasay that we are focusing on, but we were able to come up as well with uh, webinars in terms of promoting, advocating yeah. diversity, inclusion, and belonging, and uh, green living. And, and yeah. this would help, uh, help top the Rotary Club members and others, other districts to create awareness, how what can they do to help advocate this uh these themes, no? So probably they could come up also with programs in their own districts that yeah. hey, this is a, a problem in the government uh, in our in our country, the environment, climate change, and the diversity, inclusion, and belonging. So uh having a webinar the uh of such kind it would create really awareness and uh make them realize that hey we need to take action and yeah. actually, I actually during our first seminar a seminar on webinar uh webinar on uh, diversity some of our some presidents from the other clubs participated in that seminar we have a modest attendance and well word came out na Pasay Edsa have very good webinar. So the next time around, if you will note, we have more participants because mm -hmm. it just got out. Well, when there's a webinar sponsored by Pasay Edsa, you better attend. They're nice seminar. <laughs> oh, that's nice. At and least we're making impact. And Marcel. Yeah. Uh, that's making an impact. That's our main objective to create an impact. It's not only our community, but really spread out that uh, education to other people so that they may be able to create a ripple effect to other people yes. as well. Yes. So it seems that we, you have manifested what you want to manifest, being the 
president of the uh, PLP president of the of the Rotary Club. What are your current uh, challenges now, right now, with manifestation? Mm, there, there are there are factors which you cannot control, and mm -hmm. there, especially financial, it can be a very limiting factor. But well, you just you just go on with what you set to do, mm -hmm. and let those concerns go with the flow because. You you wouldn't know. We have this project. We don't have funds, and then donations keeps pouring in. So, as long as people know that you're working, they will be encouraged to do their share. And that's Actually, manifestation. That's already yeah. manifestation. Yes. Yeah. One of our member, Dinky, even uh, recommended me, saying that he's very happy with the club, and we were able to help him find a way to share his blessings to other people through our club. Mm -hmm. It is through your action that spreading uh, love and compassion yeah. to other people that really triggered, to, uh, that attracted them, other people to even donate, no? And that's the yeah. important thing. If you do service, if you give, more will be received from other people and that's yeah, the uh, circulation yes. yeah and well contrary to the perception of others they say when you join water don't join the water it's expensive it, you need a lot of money well you, you you will give one way or another but it's not really expensive for as long as you can have all your members involved yes and make yes. it a team yes. effort we're not a very rich club there are other clubs in the district, but we have more projects than them. And it's not really expensive in a way. The, main, the biggest example is that ATA project. Mm -hmm. That uh, outreach and medical mission gave birth to three other projects at oh, no see. cost to our club. See? Uh, well, uh, bit that uh, when one ATA approached, Dr. Bong and Dr. Bong made a donation. She wants it to be through our club. So that's project number one. The medicines that Fatima brought is uh, exceed uh, is excess. So there are at least at least one third worth over forty thousand, which we were able to donate to Our Lady of Peace, another hospital. And then there are these excess food bags. We which we were able to donate to another barangay in Pasay. So you could just imagine one project giving birth to three other projects at no See? cost to our club. See, and that is because you have one vision that you yes. are sharing and mission, and that is yeah. to serve and to help others. And yeah. when you are, when that, and, and what is the one thing that, uh, that binds us together? And that is love. Love. Yeah. Yes. And uh, one more thing. You were there during our governor's visit when we presented them the 26 projects and those other accomplishments done in just three months. And then as a closing statement, I made that boast that we're just starting. Yes. And some of the executive committee members uh, keep... Uh, Saying to me, you better make two of the challenge. Well, 
I'll be attending our mid-year review this coming January in Thailand. And I will tell them that we made two of that promise. From 26, we will end up December with 51 projects. So, and, my ending, and my ending statement this time will not be, we're just starting. We're not yet finished. Oh, that will be my <laughs> that's nice. So I'm assuming that would be your goal for the next 12 months. That's yeah, because, uh, yeah, because according to, yeah, the slide in Rotary is you try to finish all your goals during uh, the first six months so that after the major review, you, you don't, you just go with the flow. But that's not my cup of, uh, my principle. I, oh. uh, Rosary, uh, Rotary Club of Pasay Eds uh, will strive to work for 12 full months, not six months, because in a passion for service knows no boundaries. So you, you shouldn't stop even though you have achieved your goal. Because we're serving people, so it knows no limits. Okay. So what do you think is the major roadblock that would stop you from achieving those goals? Actually, I need... Uh, as far as the goals that the governor has set, we have already accomplished all of that. Even the goals we committed with the Rotary International. So all but we your do goal for which you have set the goal which yeah, but that's their goal. That's not my goal. My goal is to for our club to be of service for the full Rotary year. So should there be roadblocks? I don't want to think of roadblocks. Every problem has a solution. Mm -hmm. If there's no solution, it's not a problem. So we'll just go with the floor and do a lot of prayers. It helps. I agree. I agree with you. And yes, roadblocks are it's a negative energy that would just drag you. So focus on the positive. Those are opportunities to be of service, not roadblocks. Yeah. Yeah, during my my profession, when I was working, I tend to be negative at times. But when I joined the Rotary, especially in my capacity as the president, I don't I don't want to think of anything negative anymore because, yes. well, I've been I'm seeing the results. So we just pray the everything will come from heaven because I know God will not. Uh, we'll try to find a way to use our club as an instrument to spread his blessings. Exactly. Amen. I amen to that. So before we end, uh, Tony, would you like to, what, what piece of advice would you like to share to our listeners? Just a short uh, word for thought. For them to take with you, to take all with you. I can say is keep on dreaming, mm -hmm. create a roadmap, and follow that road roadmap. Uh, pray, uh, pray to God, and everything will turn out fine. Thank just you. make, just don't forget that you have to make your members enjoy each other that's first and foremost 
in any organization because if you don't you will never succeed because the people that works around you they will be the one to break those roadblocks i tell you mm, wonderful wonderful so uh, would you like to share how they could contact the rotary club pasay etza so that if anyone would like to join this would be the great opportunity yeah. yes we have this very active page in the facebook it's rotary club of pasay etza so you just like it we post all our projects all our fellowship activities in that uh, facebook page well as a club we have more fellowship than meetings because normally when you do fellowships the the environment is lighter and it exactly. leads to more creative ideas so yes unknowingly you are coming up with some nice projects out of fellowships rather than club meetings where the uh, it's more structured exactly and how i i'm hoping and i wish that i'll be able to join your fellowship as well <laughs> it's just yes. so far <laughs> yeah. okay thank you so much uh, uh tony for being our guest speaker and uh thank you to the listeners and hopefully that you were able to see the his story very inspiring and empowering that after retirement there is still life after retirement yes. and the uh, when uh, when you retire you will even see the true meaning of happiness compared and one, the, one final word yes your professional career is is not the be all and end all there's life after exactly. uh, at exactly. the end of the family exactly thank you so much and uh, again Thank you so much for being here with us. And for our, our listeners, stay tuned for our next episode. Bye and have a blessed day.